Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a new edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and it is Friday, April 30th. We are just now, as we record this, wrapping up day one of the NFL draft, and what a busy day one and a surprising day one for the New York Giants who made a big trade. We're going to talk about that. They picked up another offensive weapon. We're going to talk about that. And we are also going to talk about day two, what to expect and who is still on the board. And as promised, joining me for the entire draft, the Giants draft weekend is David Turner, former NFL scout. He's also the president of Maverick Sports Consulting. David, my friend, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Pleasure to be on. I'm excited. It was pretty exciting tonight, the draft and a lot of things went down. So being here talking it with you is going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. When we have a lot to talk about, David, we've got to start with the Giants trade now. Let, let's kind of set the stage here because, you know, like like me, I'm sure you were watching the board. When you saw Dallas and the Eagles swap places, did you sit there like, like I did and said, oh, this is not good? I was surprised when Dallas, because they're divisional rivals or divisional opponents, and yet you're going to trade, you know, with Dallas when you're the Eagles uh, and come up to get in front of the Giants. And at that point, I figured it was going to be Smith because everybody had rumored that that's who the Giants were going to take. It was either going to be Waddle or Smith. Whoever was on the board was going to go to the Giants. The Eagles obviously wanted him. They came up in front of him. Dallas became the trade partner when both corners came off the board, Horn and Pas- and Sertan. When, Ho- when both those guys were off the board – uh, Dallas was like, damn, who do we take? So they picked up a third-round pick, which was great for them, I thought, just to go back two spots, and they pick up a third-round pick. The other part of this trading scenario that make, that makes me kind of like scratch my head was the Giants were, were going to be able to pick Micah Parsons. Now, they passed on Mark, Micah Parsons, and now they're going to have to play against Micah Parsons in Dallas. So, you know, with those three kind of nuances happening right in a row, I believe it's really interesting to me because I never in my m- right mind would have thought Dallas and the Eagles trade in a draft to help each other out. And then the Giants passing on Mar- Micah when Dallas is right behind you at that point and you kind of you kind of know they're going to take them. I mean, they really they really were against him, I guess. And of course, the Eagles screw the Giants once again. They screwed them last at the end of last season, and they screwed them again this time. But there is good news here because the Giants, I think, ended up getting the, the last laugh. They made the big trade with the Chicago Bears, who were slated to pick 20th overall. The Giants swapped places, so the Bears moved up. They got Justin Fields at number 11, the quarterback out of Ohio State. The Giants get 
the 20th overall pick, which we'll talk about in the next segment. They also picked up a fifth rounder, which they did not have this year because of the Leonard Williams trade. So they're now picking 10 spots lower than they would have been picking had they kept that pick. But here's the key thing. They pick up a first and a fourth next year. Dave Gettleman last week talked about trading down and why he's never done it. And he said he doesn't want to get fleeced. David, I say that Gettleman fleeced the Bears with this trade. Oh, absolutely. The Bears needed a quarterback in the worst way. They they came up at, out of the top 10 money right at 11. They identified, you know, Fields was right there. They identified that was the player that need that they needed. They And Gettleman got a heck of a deal. Like, I'm really a heck of a deal to move 10 spots back to get a first-rounder next year, which seems to be a lot of teams are very coveting of those picks um, because they think that draft class is going to be deeper. And, again, the Bears might not be a really good team even with fields. I think they got a good uh, defense. They got some offensive weapons, but it's not like they're they're sitting there stellar right now. We'll see what happens at the rest of the draft. But that pick that they just got from from the Bears can be a really good pick for them next year. And they got a fourth. And like you said, they didn't have a fifth this year. So he's able to get a fifth. I mean, Dave really, really did a good job getting that, dra- that draft uh, trade uh, value and capital, I should say. And another key thing, well, just to, to mention regarding the picks next year, the Giants weren't going to have any um, comp picks because of all the free agency activity they did this year. So now they've got two additional picks, premium picks probably, which could potentially be in the top 100, maybe the top 150. And it's, we're talking, you know, inexpensive labor. This, this is going to help them out tremendously from a cap perspective. And I'm going to have something on Giants Country tomorrow or, or actually uh, later today, since this, uh, this podcast is coming out on Friday, um, about that. But a, a smart salary cap move, because right now the Giants, you look at their, their salary cap situation for 2022 and it's not very promising. So now by adding these two additional picks, they've got talent that they're going to be able to replenish some of these guys that they're going to lose that are on the one-year contracts this year. So just a really, really good job by Dave Gettleman to, to fleece the Chicago Bears. We're going to take a quick break, folks, and when we come back, we're going to talk the Giants' first-round pick that they selected at uh, number 20 overall. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings that are sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just do a search for the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and is fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching 
the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350-plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants. Patricia Trina here with you with David Turner, president of Maverick Sports Consulting, former NFL scout, did some work with the Giants, learned from Dave Gettleman uh, the finer points of scouting and personnel management and whatnot. And David, let's talk about Kadarius Toney, the wide receiver that the Giants picked with the 20th overall selection in the draft. Were you surprised that they went with Tony at that spot? I was surprised they went with Tony. I like Tony as a player. There's not anything against Tony. I just thought there was some um, some better talent sitting there at that spot that valued the 20th pick a little bit more that might have addressed, uh, I think, more what I identify more of a need to them than um, than what he addresses. I think he adds value. He adds explosion. I really like him as a receiver. I thought maybe he could they could have traded back one more time and still got him. But again, they identified their guy. He's a very good player. Don't get me wrong. I think him paired with the rest of that room uh, gives them some really good weapons. His balance, body control, strength to break tackles, uh, explosion to turn a, a simple little curl route into you know a massive gain is uh, all very encouraging, especially for what they're trying to build there on that offense. So this is this is a again I I call him a dynamic player I really believe he is he's not a waddle he's not that top shelf echelon but when Smith Waddle and Chase were off the board and they knew they wanted a receiver and they trade back and they got him I think that move makes sense and it makes a good thing uh, or good a good value for him but I think at twenty they could have went with maybe another direction to fix some other holes. Yeah, I was kind of surprised there too. I I was thinking maybe Tony might make it down to the second round and whatnot. But you know, you look at the receivers that they have, you know, Tony, I think is just a hair under six foot tall. Really, you know, I, I thought they might go for a taller guy at that spot. They they have a lot of five ten, five eleven receivers. Where does he fit in now with the group that they have? Well, like, you know, Sterling Shepard has some injury history to him. He's not staying really healthy. Um, you know, they went and got John Ross, who again, a veteran backup guy that's, that has injury history to him as well. So, you know, they got a couple guys that maybe not the healthiest. This gives them a nice young dynamic player to fit that role and someone they can, you know, really pair with, um, was it Galladay, the um, receiver they got in free agency and don't, you know, like I told you on, on previous shows, I like Nico Collins for him. And Nico somebody they can get maybe the third round or maybe beginning of fourth. Um, and he gives them more height and, and, and they can get him back there um, where they didn't have to go get the tall receiver here in the first round. Because I don't really know if there was, I mean, outside of the LSU kid Mathis, I don't know if there was really a guy that made sense here in the first round with talent. 
but he's he's also got injury history, so you didn't want to take him in the first round. I, you know, again, Tony to me, it, it, it was a good pick, it was a solid pick, and it made sense right here for them wanting that kind of dynamic receiver, which he really can be. Um, and that just might be a sign they're moving on from some of their other guys that have uh, you know previous injury history. Yeah, possibly. Now, you know, the thing with Tony, and this this kind of came came up a lot during the conference calls we had with Dave Gettleman, Chris Pettit, and with Tony himself, actually, some character concerns um, that he had while he was in school. Um, can you just take us through the, the thought process when you have a player on your board that you're contemplating that maybe has a history of character concerns uh, or, or even a character concern? It doesn't even have to be a history. I mean, what goes into the thought process of whether or not you take the risk with him or you just take him off your board altogether? I think the severity of this concern is is where you have to start, you know, the grayscale uh, and how dark and how light it becomes. Because if it's something that has to has to do with you know sexual misconduct or or uh, carrying a weapon or you know multiple drug offenses, whatever the cases may be, you have to start weighing what it is. And you know, is it a multiple offender or is it a single offense that learned from and matured from and handled the punishment well? Um, you know, is he, is he a guy who's still making excuses when asked about it now, or is he meeting it head on and being accountable? You know, it just depends on the type of character concern and the severity of it. And then the multitude of it, if it's a, you know somebody that's continually happening and happening again, and you're worried about it, following him to your organization and, you know, waking up one day and, you know, having uh having to answer those questions or if it's behind him in his past and he's moved on and learned from it. So it, it really depends on what the concern is and the frequency and multitudes and severity of it to really know how it affects a person. Obviously a guy like Micah Parsons, it affected a lot because, you know, even though he went, you know, what does he go top 12 or whatever? Um, you know, it's, he's a type of player that really should have went top five with his on field playing ability. Yeah, again, a surprise there. Now, now, final question on Tony: Where do you see him fitting in uh, on these uh, uh, on this receiving core? I mean, you know, you've got Galladay, the number one guy. You've got Shepard, who's got guaranteed money. He's going to do the slot, obviously. Um, John Ross, I'm not quite sure how he's going to fit in. I imagine he's going to play the perimeter. Darius Slayton is a big receiver. You know, you'll have him on the perimeter. So do you put Tony in the slot or is he an inside and outside guy? I think you play him in the Z or the slot. I mean, you know, I think honestly backside Z for him uh, opposite of Galloway, it, it would be really fun to watch him back there. So you're going to have Shepard and Galloway on the front side. And then you put, you know, um, Tony on the backside with the tight end. And you're probably going to wind up him with a lot of one-on-one coverage at the Z spot. And if that's the case, he can beat one-on-one coverage with his speed, with his quickness, and you'll see a lot of openings on the backside with him. You're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer and special guest David Turner. Uh, we'll take our final break, and when we come back, we're going to look ahead to day two of the draft, needs, prospects, and more, so stay with us. Hey, Giant fans, if you haven't tried the all-new Built Bar, you're really missing out. They offer an amazing assortment of flavors, both of the nut and nut-free 
varieties, which is sure to appease any taste. And can I take a moment to tell you about their new coconut brownie chunk bar? Folks, this is by far my favorite of Bilt Bar's selection and a perfect way for me to swap out a meal or if my day is particularly busy and I need a quick bite, tide me over until my next meal. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they really taste like you're eating a candy bar. Except you're not. You're indulging in a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber treat that's great for the keto diet or any diet plan you happen to be on. So head on over to BuiltBar.com today and use the special promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to the Locked on Giants segment three. Patricia Trana here with you, and I'm joined by David Turner, former NFL scout, worked with the Giants. He is also uh, president of Maverick Sports Consulting. And David, let's talk about day two, some of the prospects left on the board. And if you're the Giants, which direction are you going with these next two picks? I think there's some interesting talent on the board. Uh, Ziza Jalari, uh, the pass rusher out of Georgia, is still on the board. Jeremiah Owusu uh, Karamora, OJ JOK, is still on the board. Um, you got Tevin Jenkins, a tackle, still on the board. That was, you know, that slid all the way into the second round. You're seeing um, also guys like, you know, Pat Faramuth, how we talked about him. He would be a good fit. Um, if you're looking for another big, long corner. Um, Melifanu out of uh, Syracuse is sitting right there. Um, you know, if you want a, a nice size, big center, you got Creed Humphrey. So there's, there's plenty of players. You even got Samuel Causey, a tackle that can play right tackle, um, for you from Texas. So again, you got some really good value picks coming up here. And with the Giants sitting right at 42, you know, um, nine picks into the draft, I believe it is. So they're going to they're going to wind up with a really good player falling right to them and um it's going to be again they're right in a prime position to pluck one of these good players that's still sitting there. I doubt it's going to happen but could you see them now that they have the 5th round pick back could you see them maybe doing a trade at some point? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting. I finished up my live broadcast, you know, a few minutes before we jumped on and we were all like, man, it's a back-end scratcher of some of these picks that were taken um, in the first round. So, you know, for us, the second day here is really lined up to be very interesting. There, people are going to be targeted on the players they want. I don't know how many play, how many teams are going to be looking to collect day two and day three picks. You know, the first round, we only saw three pit, three trades. I thought we were going to be about a five or a six trade first round. We only wound up with three here on day on on the day of the draft and i think people are going to be targeted they're going to offer to come up and get guys i just don't know with the the depth of this draft if people are going to be taking those offers or there's going to be like nah we're just going to take this guy because we don't like what's later in the round well, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, hopefully, it'll be as exciting as it was day 
day one. I don't, you know, I don't think it'll be a big trade. I don't think there will be any trade, but look, if they can come away with some value, you know, offensive line, hopefully I think they need that. And I, I would like to see them come away with an offensive lineman. Um, Pat Fryer moves. I think that's just a pipe dream on my part, but you never know. They might just, you know, they might feel differently. Um, I'm curious to see how the rest of the draft well, unfolds. And also think about the running back from North Carolina. Williams is still sitting there. Yes. Yes. And we talked about it leading into the show. They might want to get another running back to have a one, two punch and he's still sitting there. So again, there, there's a lot of really, as I think, good quality talent you know i love the tackle spencer brown you know he would be a really strong right tackle i i I really believe in him i know dave and people are saying they like the connecticut kid but uh, spencer brown at right tackle paired with their left tackle they took last year gives them a very good young core um right there and it helps them out a lot so you know like i said they're sitting in a prime position Indeed, it's going to be exciting. And David, I can't wait to talk about day two with you. We will do so tomorrow night. Giant fans, I want to thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back again on, uh, actually tonight. We're going to tape uh, the next podcast so that you have it for the weekend. So keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast all weekend. And don't forget to check out Giants Country. We have a ton of content that we're putting up there as well. For David Turner, I'm Patricia Tran. And we'll talk to you soon.